0: if you can't have expression you're not going to be uh, you're not going to feel confident in yourself because your voice is not being used your story's not being told if you're not feeling confident or you're not expressing yourself you're not going to socially connect with anyone in the room because you don't feel comfortable True. and also you're not going to have a fun time you're not going to enjoy yourself because you need those things so expression is your first thing so to create expression a space to express or to share your needs not even like expressing your emotions like just j- like factual functional things you can't even do that bro Safe space, start. Start with a safe space. Ask people how people they are. How people they are? How people are. Um, how people are. I think I've, I've just drifted <laughs> off there. I don't
1: know. What it, but... <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Chai with Rye. To all of the returning listeners and to all of the new listeners, I hope you're having a swell day, a swell evening, a swell night, just a swell time. <laughs> Chai with Rye is a show I like to call my digital jukebox of hidden gems in which I reach out to working creatives in the entertainment and fitness industry. In the episodes we discuss all things from life lessons to politics to socialism, culture, history, the digital space and of course the industry itself. Now just a little backstory of the show. Chai with Rai is a pre-recorded live show, which I transfer to podcasts. So to watch any of the videos of the show, simply go to YouTube and just type in Chai with Rai to find the relevant episode. You can also find the information on the episode itself or the guest in the bio or the description of the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment and share the podcast. Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow. Also make sure to follow the amazing people that are on the show and give them some love. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today on the show we have dancer, teacher, choreographer and an inclusive dance well-being practitioner Priyanka Chauhan. Now Priyanka and I met on the set of The Eternals which we filmed I want to say in 2018 maybe 2017 or 2019 one of those years and then we also worked on a project that I assistant choreographed in last year called What's Love Got To Do With It starring Emma Watson, Lily James and Shazad Latif and she was just beautiful and it was just so wonderful to connect with her and do some dancing because we met through the world of Bollywood even though we've done like work outside and done like R&D experimental work on different styles and different choreographies and last year when I was going through some stuff I reached out to her about the dance industry and she gave me some really good advice which she actually lives her life by when you know you have a path you have a direction you basically don't take bullshit on I'm paraphrasing a lot of that but that's what she said to me and I'm very grateful for that but I'm just gonna get into the interview because I was really really intrigued to get to know Priyanka's facilitation work that she does because she has a real passion for arts inclusion in the community and she works as a facilitator, producer, teacher and more with projects such as domestic abuse prevention and she led and co-designed and delivered professional training days to educate housing, police, school and council staff on best practice for dealing with culturally sensitive domestic violence issues such as forced marriage, honor-based violence, and female genital mutation. She also works for marginalized groups such as refugees, autistic young people, older people with dementia, people with Parkinson's, and so much more. So I really wanted to get into how you safeguard yourself and the people around you, and she gives some really great Thoughts on that, some really great views on that. She also, by the way, if you want to meet her in London, she teaches on Mondays semi classical for the Bollywood Co at Pineapple, and I believe she also teaches an introduction course to Indian dancing at Rombay Dance. So we also get into dancing, teaching, choreographing, and all those wonderful things. But without further ado, oh, by the way, I forgot to mention she also is with. Bugger Dance, if you don't know who that is, get into it. But let's get our coppers ready and let's dive into today's episode.
2: We're going to get into the show before we get into anything. We have a warm-up game and I do this with everybody, okay? Are you ready? The game is called 5 Seconds Rule. I'm going to take this off because I'm burning up. Um, okay, 5 Seconds Rule. I'm going to ask you three things, okay? And you have five seconds to name them. Okay, each oh, different course. category. Five questions as well. All right, are you ready? First question, this is where the adrenaline comes in. Name three ways of saying, I am
0: hungry. Go! Book oh, luggy chair. Give me food, food. Now, ah. just grunt,
2: grunt at someone. <laughs> we're gonna exchange some Gujarati through this, by the way. But you say you don't know that much Gujarati, and I've I don't I
0: know what uh, I'm hungry means, I love to say that. That's key, okay.
2: key things. Okay, we're gonna learn some more. All right, sing three songs with the word lurky in it. Go, lucky. Hi, Allah. Hi, hi,
0: Allah. That
2: one, you're out, but I just want to let you. Have
0: ah! that. <laughs> I had them in my head. I just couldn't <laughs> I express. Say,
2: There's so many songs. I was gonna be and jani. That's what that That's All right. it. Last two questions. Three things we would find in your closet.
0: Go. A jumper, leggings, and socks.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <Stop>. <laughs> Comfort first. <of> everything. <laughs>
2: Last questions. Okay. Why did I say question? It's question. Um, name three movies you would like to star in, past or present. Okay, go. Wonder Woman. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's too hard. That's too hard. Gosh, any time to ponder? Um, can I still answer? That's the Salman Khan and that lady. Uh, I'd love to. Oh yeah, them.
2: that is true. And that's it. That's it. Oh,
0: oops! I've done something. It's okay.
2: How are you? How's your life? How's what life going? How was your day? What have you been up to? How's the weather? uh, Bipolar syndrome treating you today because it's been like (laughs) raining and.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's been mad. Today was cold and rainy. Yesterday was warm and rainy. So um, there's a lot of bipolar going on there. But it's been a been a busy day, and I feel like. My brain is a bit like, zzzz, so I'm scared that I'm not gonna ask you questions correctly. But it's uh, been a busy day, but it's good to be busy, right? That is true. Yeah.
2: And what and were I'm you busy. doing that you've been so busy now? Like, I can't even get two minutes with Priyanka anymore. Like, what happened?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, today was a union chapel day
2: <clears throat> Okay.
0: in the morning. Okay. And then it was a day. And then it was a come home, quickly eat, uh, get changed and talk to a right day. <laughs> Um, okay. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. So do, 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 do. And because I'm, le- I'm leaving you in your chapel soon, so it's like a handover section. So, you know, when you're like busy at oh, the yeah. end of a rock? Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of that. But yeah, all okay. good.
2: Um, I want to discuss something quickly and we'll go into like the deep conversations that we're going to go into that I sent you. Um, we have a common passion that I didn't know about, which is our hair. We love changing our hair. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize this. Um, which one do you prefer? What styles do you prefer, and why so short now?
0: <laughs> short and long. I'm a bit of an extremist, really. I shouldn't use that word, but I'm a bit of an extreme person. Um, yeah. And I'll go. I like it long, like long yeah. down to my ass, long, uh, or short, short. And when it gets to that middle phase, I feel very confused about my life and my being, and it just makes me feel off, and I don't like it. Oh, so I, I just prefer to be like short or long. and I actually feel like short hair makes me a bit more makes me feel happier I don't know why really, I just feel really? like freedom with it yes like I've got yeah. long hair I'm always like oh look at me with my long beautiful hair not that's a bad thing it's a beautiful thing but it just makes me feel a certain type of way and I'm like let me just cut it off and see what I act like I act a bit more like playful I think which is nice Fair
2: yeah and um how's the class going your Monday class by the way for those of you who do not know I said this already Priyanka now teaches Bollywood Cole. Semi-classical at Pineapple Monday seven to eight p.m.
0: Yeah, that's it. Monday seven p.m. Yeah, 7 p.m. It, p.m. yeah.
2: online, online hear. and in-house. By the way,
0: online and in-house, and you can book by the Pineapple app way in advance. Yeah. So please join um Yeah, they're going well. It's different because we used to do courses, um and now it's a drop-in. So to try and teach, kind of, because I'm I'm heavy on the like foundational technique and all that kind of stuff. But with a course, you can give more of that, and people know you, and they come back, and there's a course, and you can. There's more of that vibe. And in a drop, it's yeah. a very different setting. But a lot of the people that we've had are people that come back. And even if they're newbies, I still try and add as much of that in, but through the routine of that day instead of doing it over a five-week thing. So I'm just shifting in the way that I do that. Um, but it's good. It's been a nice little – it's been fun. It's been nice. Yeah. It's nice to shift up, uh, mix it up as well. So I always wonder
2: this when someone teaches. Um, do you, like How is life versus courses? versus daily drop ins or like, you know, weekly drop ins versus just doing (laughs) a one off workshops. Like how like how which one pleases you more as a teacher, as an without without pissing off people and not saying to come to the monday class (laughs)
0: um i think when i get to spend time with people for longer periods of time that's always better oh
2: she's going political she's going
0: political (laughs) no but so what i'm saying by that is you come to every week drop in and you get everything for even longer um no it's true that the more people come back the better it is regardless if you're doing a drop in if you're doing a one-off workshop with a teacher if you are doing anything like the more you practice the more you go to a class the better you're gonna get. It's just it's just fact. Um, no, the more you do yeah. something, the better you practice. The more you practice, the better you are. Right. So that's why courses force people to to practice. But then drop-ins. You can also choose that. And actually, with the drop-ins, you've got every week, like five-week courses. They come and they end, and then we get new. And five weeks is super short as well. So people come back for the next course because they know they're gonna continue sure. that. Training. Um. So really, it's 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 the student's choice, isn't it? Really, what they wanna do. Um. No, and right. also, I've got love for a workshop. I really do. I just love a good in and out workshop, because people come and they, they experience something. New. Usually if you're an audience member for a workshop, it's not that you're coming there to learn and become a dancer or kind of learn in that heavy weight. Yeah. You're just like, let me experience this. And I like that kind of energy. It's more like, it's, it's fun, so.
2: How do you think it's changed to where you are today to versus when you, not started, but when you first had your first paid job as a creative? And what was your first job as a creative? Because you studied psychology, and then you went into a whole different realm.
0: I did, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know if I can tell you my first gig. Like, I don't even know if I remember it. It's most likely going to be a wedding somewhere, or a birthday oh, with party. A, yeah, with, a, it
2: with, with the Bollywood. Yeah, legit. Yeah. I
0: think that's what it was. Um, okay. And, yeah, so the, the journey really has been me finding what I actually like to do in dance because back then it was i was really excited to just be in a space with dancers and actually get to dance and oh my gosh this is a miracle like how is this even happening to me that's where i was at for a very long time and then i had to be like oh you're here okay so what do you do with this now what do you really like and i kind of knew all those things but because it was it felt like that was never a world or an option for me i just stuck with what i was offered but then i uh, as you develop your skills you're like hold on a minute I can do this and I'm gonna do that and I'm going and then it became what do I wanna do and how do I do then it, that whole shifted to this dance and well being thing which is now really my who I am because I did do psychology at uni and that I did that for a reason, you know, it wasn't just a willy nilly kind of oh let me just do it for fun. It was I genuinely do yeah. want to work with people and stuff like that. and I thought how can I build it too? So um naturally it just made sense. So
2: do you think your perception has changed at all? You're a little bit wiser and smarter, or do you think you still view the industry from a purest form. What do I mean by that? I think, like, when you come in, you're just like, I just want to dance. I yeah. just want to live. I just want to yeah. make a little money and, like, you know, be happy. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's what I mean by that.
0: Yeah. And you also learn how to make money. Because, <laughs> like, not a lot of people are paying out here. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you have to be, you, you learn that. Like, initially, you are just like, oh, my God, is this happening? Like, for me, I am like, oh, my God, is this happening? Like, what, why, why, why am I dancing with that? Just, it kind of just, I was in that space. But then, um, yes, I definitely have grown. And I think I've realized what I like to do and what I don't like to do and found my way to say, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't want to do that. No, I love to teach. And actually, because a lot of things, when you people say you're a dancer, like, oh, I perform. When, people always ask me so when was the last time you performed I'm like uh, it's been a while because my focus is not necessarily on performance it's more on the kind of yes. the facilitation and the process of dance and the teaching and obviously working with like the groups that you mentioned earlier like that's where and I still like it took me a while to still say that that makes me that still makes me a dancer it doesn't make me non a dancer but for ages I was like wait are you even a dancer if you don't perform it like, I don't need to be like everyone else I know who I am I know what I love and I what I like and you know i do it in the best way i can so that took but that took that takes years like that takes years from doing random gigs to hold on a minute yeah and finding how to get paid and how to make it a living for yourself as well like that's yeah that's the to make it long term to make it sustainable like yeah
2: let's talk about the inclusion work that you do i think like i'm very fascinated to discuss three perspectives on that one is i really want to know I think it's personally because like I come from a domestic violent family um, and I think like I, I think in a general consensus please challenge me on this or if I'm wording it co- incorrectly I think like the generation before us there's a lot there's a lot of um, domestic violence I think in in South Asian communities quite prevalent and I think it's even prevalent in um, the movies that we watched the theater things and you know, certain things like I, yeah. So coming from that, I'm really intrigued to know your work that you did on that specific project. The second aspect is Uh, what I I want to know. Obviously you did psychology, but how do you, I think I've gotten to a point now where after working with people who have dementia and working with kids and doing certain things, I can't emotionally do that. And then at the same day, go perform at a wedding. Like, I, I can't, like, I, I'm too emotionally fragile to be able to take that and then pretend it's okay and, like, getting turned up at an event or things like that because that, that that is, like, that fucks up your head a little bit. So how do you just deal from a human aspect? And I think it's the same as, like, when you when you work as a doctor delivering somebody bad news, how do you function just as a person with topics or... With stories that are so um yeah. yes, so like that, so I think like let 's discuss those two, and then we'll we'll go on to things, and also the third was going to be like not only working with domestic violence but working with like people with dementia, autism cancer and so many things and how did you get into that space like what was it that inclined you to that so yeah those are the three aspects
0: what should i start with
2: start with the domestic violence?
0: Okay, so the domestic violence one was that was on my first job like a first job job um and actually i'm gonna kind of skip not skip it because i did i've got a more interesting thing around the domestic violence same topic but recently um yeah. so when i started that job i was super young super passionate and um, I was the kind of prevention, I don't know, I keep doing this, excuse me. It's the, <laughs> I was the prevention lead for um, a, an organization. And um, it was great, like it was, well I say it was great. It was a prevention raising awareness of DV, domestic violence um, and all the kind of like red flags. And also when I started it was very much, these are the stats, these are, and it was all very sad, negative, negative, and I said, hold on a minute, this is not how we want to prevent stuff. We want to talk about how do you have healthy relationships? What are red flags? How do we communicate clearly? What is aggressive behaviour? What is passive aggressive behaviour? How do we set boundaries? All of those things to maintain healthy relationships for ourselves is what will allow us to say, hold on a minute, you, you're being a bit, "Mm, I'm going to try my best to step away and then know that there are places that will support you to step away or how to have that conversation with a friend or, you know, just know those things, like just having awareness of those things will transform everything and also knowing how to ask the right questions. So teaching young people to say, oh she's, she's she's struggling right now i've noticed that that person has changed when she's with that person or just something and how to be there for that person and how to ask the right questions and to offer support in the right way so instead of saying this many women have died it's like bro that's too much like I it's, you go home traumatized. Like, that's why i started yeah. like, out no, this is not working this is not healthy it's not helping me it's not helping them while well, we're actually gaining from this right so it became a lot of that then it turned into confidence building workshops for survivors and stuff like that which was all really good but saying that, I was like 22, and to had personal links to stuff, and so I was triggering myself left, right, and center in that job. I was way too young working with people, but because I had the passion and I had the empathic understanding, people saw it, and people I think people just people intuitively know that that person's cool. She hears me. She hears me. I'm not just here like everybody feel good about you. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. We're gonna work. Yeah and that because it was heavy for me as well so i had to go out of that role and sort my own stuff out um fast well, forward a few years so that's actually how i got into dance so then i left that job and i thought you know what i'm gonna dance more and then i danced more and i realized actually if i can use dance as a well-being tool it's the same thing it's a prevent it's so uh it's a prevention thing right I, even though it doesn't seem it because you just think you're dancing around but actually there's so much more in dance, and I can go into that, but I won't do that. <laughs> no, um, no, no, please touch on it. <laughs> like, so it's linked. So like obviously doing that whole prevention work, my goal is to build communication skills and to get people more comfortable with each other and to have those conversations and to build a social network. Whereas if you are, for example, if you are struggling, you've got people you can talk to, you know how to express yourself, all of those things. And also if you're going through a crap time, dance gives you joy. Like. S- simple, plain and plain and simple. I don't even need to go into yeah. science and this is this and that It's a good thing for your physicality. Your your endorphins are going to be like boop boop boop. Like you're going to feel good. You're going to be making eye contact with people. You're going to feel good about yourself, right? And already we know if your body's in a state of relaxation, you can better heal. You can better talk. You're just more accessible to people. You're just you're just oof. You know, you just le- lessen that. And if you're always like this, then you're not. You know, like let's give people that don't have the chance to do that. Let me go run a dance workshop, a refuge center. or just round down the road. Who knows who I'm going to get in that room? But if I know, if that woman comes to me, I know what to do. Or if that guy comes to me, I know what to do, you know? Um, So for me, it's very political. It's come from DV to dance. And it wasn't, it didn't, for me, it feels like a massive jump where you've left psychology and you now do dance. And I'm like, nah, it's actually, in my head, it's the same journey. Yeah, it's the same journey. Um, So that's, that's the kind of thing. That's how it opened up time for me to dance. And then fast forward that because I have this kind of niche way of doing the domestic violence stuff and the art stuff, I worked with Jackson's Lane Theatre, which you mentioned earlier. Um, They are an amazing organisation. They go for a refurb at the moment so that you can't really go there, but I would recommend going there in North London. And I did a project called Women Rise, which is all about domestic violence, but for older women specifically. So we always think that older women are not going through nothing when we all know that older women are still living their lives. So they still have lives and still go through stuff, and also could have gone through it historically and still dealing with the trauma. It doesn't just leave you, if you go through these experiences, it's not just like, ta I'm out of it and I'm good. You know, there's things to be dealt with and, you know, you can still get support. And, and we use drama, we use uh, interactive drama tools to, we toured it around community centres. And it was an inter- oh. inter- interactive drama play where the audience would get up and kind of just take part in different roles and talk about the situ- situation without talking about the situation. Um, it was great, it was funny, it was it was lovely, all of those things. But we still had, by the end of it, we had counsellors in the room, we had all of these people in the room to support the situation, flyers, all that kind of stuff. So it was a, a way of giving knowledge, but in a more um, accessible way, instead of just shouting out horrible things for now using drama. And to the point where the NHS took us up and we started training the NHS staff on how to recognise um, signs of DV, how to talk to someone that's come into your uh, medical practice and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I love, I just, I'm really proud about that. The NHS came I was like, come on, let's do it. I was like, wow, that's, we did
2: that? But it's good, <laughs> a good feeling. I really want to know, which is, one, have you ever had an interaction or something where you have had it, like some, somebody might have come to you after a session or, you know, they were like, their story might just have affected you to a point where, yes, you were there, but then you needed to step out. And without going into too much detail, like how did you deal with that, and how do you continue to do what you're doing with with again like it's a, take Dv away like there's autism. Now mm-hmm. I know teachers are trained to like pick up on things like Aspergers and autism, and they're trained on how to even pick up like if if a school com- if a kid comes into a school and his uniform is like you know three days in a row or tattered or things like that that's a sign and certain things like that or even eye contact like how do you stop micro analyzing certain things and also go to the perspective of like that is also just human you're also meant to have like you know slow progression as opposed to labeling it as something else with young kids
0: it's a hard question because I don't obviously I don't do the labeling stuff I'll go yeah. into a group and like these groups this group is da 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 and I'm like okay cool I'll work with that um yeah. and at the end of the day usually the groups are so varied so yeah I don't usually I don't come with the the I don't overanalyze I feel like I don't overanalyze um don't. and maybe it's because I've seen such variety so for example when you say dementia groups like that can be super able and boom 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 yeah sat yeah. down you know so for me as long as I'm aware that in a room I'm going to get everyone and I can make sure that everyone feels included that's what that's what the goal is, right? So, yeah, I kind of leave that at the door and let whoever is organising the group um, deal with that kind of stuff. So then that comes into the whole, obviously, safeguarding um, safeguarding stuff. So if someone has come to you, and I think cause we get, you get trained for that, right? You get trained to how oh. to deal with someone that's sharing something with you. Um, the whole thing about take them to a safe space, make sure no one else is listening. Obviously, don't ask leading questions. Let them just talk. But also know that it's not – because, for example, for me, this is – relevant but also kind of not relevant no it's relevant um it's not about taking on that responsibility to that I'm going to save this person it's never it's never that right it's always just we're create- we're trying to support this person in the best way that we can like um I remember when, we, we, when I first started when I was really young and I started mentoring people and stuff like that um at that time I used to do that I used to take on it and I was like oh I need to save everyone and I don't know I want to be that girl because I was so emotionally connected to that And that's kind of why we get into the work well kind of get into that work but it's also very unhealthy not only for them but for yourself because you're not boundaries aren't there right you need to have a contained space where people can share and also be supported and also for your own mental health and not get into everybody's life because we can't save no one right no i can't save no one um i can create safe spaces i can support them in the best way that i can we can try and be those people um to support but at the end of the day, I can't, and I have to make sure I don't take that on. Like I remember the, the, the yeah, the counsellor I was working with, when I was super young, he was saying to me, when I was going to, oh, my God, oh, my God. He was like, just remember this. When you walk into a space and you're talking to someone or you're mentoring someone, um, you're okay, he's okay, and it's all going to be okay. And I was like, that really just calmed me down. I was like, he's, <laughs> like, he's good, yeah? He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right, yeah? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. He's good. Everything's good. Like, you'll be okay. Like, just... Use the tools that we have support each other. Tell me, we tell in safeguarding, you tell everyone, like, course, well, not everyone, but you tell the right people to make sure that everyone knows what's going on and like in yeah. the safest way possible. Like there's procedures and there's there's protocols in place so that we don't go crazy and that we don't mollycoddle and become unhealthy, you know, uh, yeah. in that relationship with them. Boundaries, man, boundaries are beautiful things. It's not even that. It's not even that. Like, it's similar to the whole thing about, you know, how when I say, oh, I do things, like, people think that I'm jumping ships, that there's yeah. one or the other. Like, to me, it's connected. And even when I do the commercial side of things, like uh, teaching on Monday, pineapple, or whatever, people, like, the PP, P- I feel like people can't because, they, well, they, they like me so I feel like people can't. Like, because of the privates as well. When I've done privates, I always say to people, why do you choose me? Like there's plenty of uh, Bollywood dancers or Indian dance, whatever. Like there's plenty of dancers here. And um, just out because I always do a sit down before we even dance. I'm sitting down. I'm conversating with people. I'm saying what's going like. How's it? How's that? What What's, what's your goals here? And what's your interest here? And how come you chose me? Like what's the what are you looking for? Like really getting into it. And um, people always say like it's because you know I've been to platform, You like, you kind of asked how we were and like <laughs> you you took interest and like. That kind of thing, and for me, it's just a natural way of being because that's how I do all my work, right? That's how I don't know, I feel like that's just it's just nice, like you just its be just
2: nice. nice to be nice, people. It's nice to
0: be nice, <laughs> Ask yeah, about how
2: you are, and actually mean it's it.
0: True. Like, you create safe spaces, right? Like, I'm yeah. like the Arts Council funding, like you mentioned earlier. Like, I've been doing all these kind of reflection days with drama therapists, with a speech and language therapist, all of these amazing things, and the amount of times that creating a safe space has come up. And I put it out, you know, we're not we've done it and I've done this work for so long now, it's just like, oh yeah, you create, so yeah, it's just like yeah, it just happened. Naturally don't even think about it. But then yeah. now going back into it and I'm thinking, Whoa, if you don't have a safe space where people feel comfortable to even talk to you, how are they gonna move? How are they gonna express yeah. like how they're gonna trust you as a teacher? And especially when you're working with, not even especially with anyone, every group. Like if there's not a safe space, you can't have expression. If you can't have expression, you're not gonna be, uh, you're not going to feel confident in yourself because your voice is not being used, your is not being told. If you're not feeling confident or you're not expressing yourself, you're not going to able to socially connect with anyone in the room because you don't feel comfortable. True. And also, you're not going to have a fun time. You're not going to enjoy yourself because you need those things. So expression is your first thing. So to create expression, a space to express or to share your needs, not even like expressing your emotions, like just j- like factual, functional things. me. you can't yeah. even do that, bro, safe space, start. Start with a safe space. Ask people how people they are? Happy people they are? how people are um, and I think I've, I've just drifted off there I don't <laughs> know fine. it's
2: so fine we'll move <laughs> on now and we'll discuss to a little bit of gutter and a little bit of performing and to your quoted term that you always say I watched three situations of yours your live with Mandeep an interview you did and your website and this quote just seems to follow you and do you know what I'm going to say It's your, I think it should be your tagline. I think it should be your tagline. Kathak is not for you. You are (laughs) for (laughs) Kathak.
0: It's a good quote. It's <laughs> it. I love. Firstly, it. <laughs> for
2: people who don't know, tell them perspective of it, and a, a quick little intro into how you got into Kathak and why you didn't choose Bharatanatyam or Odyssey or Manipuri
0: or any of the other. Oh my gosh, I'm going to say something something shocking. I said it in class today. Everyone was shocked. I swear. I think if I saw Odyssey before I saw Kathak, I love you something. You still obviously.
2: can. Can I say you still can? There's I nothing can, stopping I can. you. There's nothing stopping you. So, I'm just, I need to find a teacher. I'm, I need to find your teacher. Do it. Do it. Yes. I'm doing it. I will. you are Yes, true. Do Where it in, I'm in India. Do it in India. Like I'm doing Purvanathyam in India right now through Zoom. That's true. That's so true. I like
0: that. Yes, exciting. Okay, so the question. <laughs> Katak is not. Well, I forgot the quote. <laughs> Tell your tagline <laughs> to people. Katak is not being your. So basically, yeah. I. That's from Kumudini Lakhirji. Um, So for those of you that know. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Um, so from Kumi, I say Kumi Ben, even though, you know, Kumi, Kumi, yeah. Jee, I don't know how to, but Kumudini Lakya Ji. so Ujjad, which is my um, teacher, it's her Guruji. And we were, I was in India uh, in a cab for literally with her for three minutes in a cab. And um, obviously getting that one-to-one chat in, and I don't know how the conversation got there, or what was happening, or I don't even know. Um, and she just said, Gothic is not for you, You or whatever the quote is. <laughs> it's <laughs> your that quote. That quote, she said that, and it just, it just blew my head off, like legit blew my head off. Because I think at that time as well, like, and still to this day, but less so now, because of that quote, I was very much like, wanting to be everybody else's dancer like yeah. i still had my voice i still hadn't like worked out who i was i still you know wasn't going ham on the dance and well-being thing i wasn't i just didn't know who i was and i wanted to be like them i wish i had trained when i was two and i was angry that i didn't train from two and i didn't have a family in the arts and i was really pissed off and, uh, and i just calmed down bro like i get to use dance for me i don't have to yeah. be like them. like it's gothic is not for you You are for Guttek, right? no whatever like what's the thing you say all the time <laughs> okay it's your quote it's not for you you are for kathak is not for you you are for katak. because <laughs> then it's like kathak is not for you hold on a minute it's your journey it's your process <laughs> stop it it's your process like it just blew my mind
2: it's still blowing your mind. I can see it. I can it's, see that yeah, conversation yeah. in that rickshaw right now. Really, um, how, really? No, huh? no. I was just going to talk okay. about, I was just going to talk about Kathak um, training. How do you feel in it? How is it? Um, is it like ballet training? You go in the morning, you take classes or like, and how does it, how did it feel to go from Bollywood into Kathak? Um, was it what you expected it to be or is it completely different? And then we're going to get on to your relationship. And also, have you done your... Oh, my God. I always get the Paratnati one. What's the uh, Kathak version of Aring The
0: Rang Munch. Munch.
2: Yeah. No.
0: no. I don't think I ever will. Um, I don't know. Just... Um, Too much theory. <laughs> I don't know. No, I do my exams. Like, I do my C D exams, um, which yeah. has all the theory and all that kind of stuff. But I don't really... I don't... I've not seen a Rang Munch in a while. Well, I still... I, so, you know, Sham, Sham Duttani, I think he did his um, Rang Munch, but then it was almost like a solo piece. And, yeah, it was a different vibe to a Rang I don't know. I don't know the history on politics behind Rang Munch, but, yeah, it's unlikely that I'll do one. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to dance forever. I still dance, yeah. but, yeah. Um, so how did I shift from Bali to... So, basically, I wouldn't have found... God dang. I wouldn't have found... Um, I genuinely, like, people, when I tell this story, people are like, wait, what? I genuinely wouldn't even know what God that was if it wasn't for Bollywood. So, like, for me, it wasn't like, oh, I'm jumping or I'm, again, it never feels like a jump to me. It just feels like a natural progression. Like, so, yeah, it didn't feel too jumpy. Just felt like this is what I want to do. And I so i tell you the story. Tell me if I'm talking too much. When I was, um so I'll be watching certain Bollywood films, right, like, naturally, just watching them, right? And I'm looking at songs, I'm like, hold on a minute. Oh, I really like that move that she's done there. Oh, I really like that <laughs> costume that she's wearing. Yeah, Oh, I really like this thing. And then I'm like, oh, wow. And then I'll see the same things happen in the, in another song, in another film. And she's wearing a similar outfit. I'm like, oh, in a minute. Oh. And then it would happen again. And it would happen again. I'm like, there must be something, there's a theme here. There must be something that's connecting these people together. And then I started to notice that certain people were this these things at the same time and just started googling and researching it. And then I was like, hold on a minute, this, this is a single. <laughs> Oh wow, what's this thing called Kappa? And then slowly, slowly then I was like, Oh, okay, you can train oh okay, you can train in it. Oh, okay, cool. Like it was legit just that and I remember going to Bobin who when my Guruji then I was asking why should I learn from you because like, I didn't know like the, the <laughs> no, kind of respect literally I didn't know that it was that world as well that like, you know your Guruji yeah. this lineage, this lineage. I had no like literally like literally nothing but then I kind of had that because I came to him I was like oh, boom let's learn I'm excited and I was learning because I was just genuinely there because it, to me it's a beautiful style like and that's still how I kind of approach it today that's why when I'm dancing with all these amazing dancers around me I'm like whoa like, I get to be here like you know, it's just still, yeah, so for me, it wasn't like a, oh, I'm expecting this, and it's a massive, it obviously, it was a massive jump, because you're, you're literally there all the damn time, and learning all the time, there's so much to learn, your brain is just constantly in there, like, you become part of this world, like, it's, it's been a whole, it's been amazing, like, it's, I love it, like, I absolutely love it, and I love having that home, and having that kind of dedication, and space, and something that has become my foundation, even though I started late, I feel like it is where I come from, like, it's it's there yeah and I love it so yeah
2: at what point do you think now that you have done the trade not done the training are doing that training at what point do you think you can legitimately say that you are a Kathak dancer do you think it's after the graduation period or do you think it's
0: I, I, to Honestly, I genuinely yeah. don't know. Like, I really don't know. And also, because I, I still, even though I see other people say it for me and my teachers even like, just what the hell, why do you talk like this in such a way that you're like, you're not. Because I, I'm I'm, a, I'm, so aware that I started at 22, 23. Yeah. I'm a grown-ass person. I learned with five-year-olds for a good amount of time. Like, yeah, and I have no wrong shame. wrong with about, that? Yeah, yeah, I have no yeah. shame, like, literally none. But that's when I'm aware of like, You know, these like I'm not. I think I'm so humbled by it all, and just in awe of it all that I wouldn't be like, "Yes, I'm a kind like I'm the like never." But also have to recognise that, praying, I've been training like for so long now with these people, and I and the teachers have allowed me to enter spaces to perform with these guys and to learn with these guys. So clearly, they're not just. They would just let me in just because, you know, and I, I even my I hear my friends in my head saying those things to me. My friends, stop it. Like, you can't keep putting yourself down and not presenting yourself. Because sometimes people present without having the backing, but I might have tra- trained and stuff like that. But then I still am like, no, no, no. So I won't even put myself in those spaces. But as long as I'm coming in those spaces, open book and saying, I'm training. If you want to learn, I've got you a hookup. Like, go to Pagra, go to, you know, it's know what I'm doing and why I can offer. I know my limitations. And if I'm transparent about it, then I don't think there's an issue with it. Um, but yeah like to, it's such a even to the point where like maybe last year I called myself a dancer like it's been so long like it's and I it's yeah, such a
2: that.
0: it's such a hard thing for me even right now I was like oh can I even say it out loud in public like it's so but weird for me but yeah. that
2: brings me on to the uh, the question of your relationship with dance in general why is it that you now that you can call yourself a dancer but why was it before that you weren't calling yourself one and also how is your relationship with dance today? Because we discussed, if you don't mind me saying, in regards to the late start and certain other aspects.
0: Yes, yeah, so how is it today? How's my relationship? <laughs> one question I don't the process is um, how is my relationship with it? There's yeah. a question before that. Okay.
2: okay. Do you just go with that? You just go with that.
0: Okay. Okay. Um I don't I actually feel like it's much better. And I think that's because I've owned certain parts of me. Yeah, I just think it's, it's better than, it way better than it was before, like before I was pretending. Um, whereas now I feel like, you know what, Frank, I, it's been long enough. I still do the whole, oh, I'm not, you know, go go. I still, even today someone asked me, are you trained? And I was like, uh, uh, kind, of, I would ask in my bedroom. Like, I literally, I just <laughs> froze. I didn't know what to say. I was like, eh, no, not really. Like, you know, it's not, because I just felt like, whoo. Um, yeah, so I just yeah. Even today, I froze, but I'm better. It didn't not like, yeah. that usually stick in my head the fact that I didn't say the right thing or I didn't say that I do do this and I didn't, you know. It kind of was like maybe you're right. Like it's hard to say what you've done and people don't understand. Like when it's oh I do an inclusive dance, they're like wait what's that? Like you eh, know like, they do that they don't make that face, but it's just it's hard to like completely share what I do fully. Yeah. Um, but I I I I'm, I'm more comfortable within. I think as I've been more vocal about and just force my voice to be a bit like no this is what i do and this is why i love what i do and this is why it's important to to me and the work that i do and the more i do that with my friends and my family literally i have to stop close then i can do it more publicly and actually social media has helped me do that because it's given me a platform to just be like just make noise even though you're nervous about it just share that you do that oh gosh how's it gonna go it's like it's like a space to be like no just make just confident be confident in who you are what you do do and then actually as i've gone on and i'm realizing i'm working in more spaces and when I go to these spaces and they value what I do, and actually, I'm like, hold on minute, it's you're not chatting crap here. People like mm-hmm. what you do, and The are going to give you money? Huh? So th- there must be something that's working here. Like, you know, so then it's like, it's almost like stopping your own insecurities from making you not see what you're doing. You know when you never see what you do until someone yeah. says it to you? You know, you don't see your beauty until someone says, oh, you look good. And you're like, do I? Well, my hair's messy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. that happens a bit of that going on.
2: How do you get over that point? Is it just time or is it self-reflection, journal, like meditating? What is it for you?
0: All of that, all of that. Time and work. Time and work. You've got to stay working. Oh. Right? You, the more you go to clock, like for, I remember moments, right? I remember moments of legit. <laughs> it's deep now. And the moments of, like before going into Catholic class, I'll just be crying <laughs> for no reason. I would, traveled an, I would have traveled an hour and a half on a weekend every flipping Saturday, 9 a.m. And oh. used to be Sundays because um, I live in East, class is always in West. And um, I remember just getting there, just being like in my, in my, just walking in, like just thinking, oh gosh, I'm crying. Right? Just because I felt like I couldn't, I don't have a space there. That's not my space. I can't dance. that What am I doing? I'm being an idiot. All of those things were in my head. And then I'll go there and I'll have the greatest time. But in some time before I used to really struggle because it would be in my head and I couldn't move. And I, you know, and in the teacher's notes, it said, a friend, i a Frank' will stand on, I'm like, Well you well, why are you stiff? Or like, you know, why are you it's cause your head is saying you get out of this class right now, why are you here? They're gonna know that like, you're crap, like, get out. All those insecurities come in. And actually it's been a while since that happened to me. So I know that I've gone better because I stayed training, I stayed going to those classes. And sometimes videos help. So sometimes yeah. I'll be watching a video and I'm like, wait, wait, that's me. Like said so, oh, I don't look like a crazy, like you know, I look like I can fit into this group, you know. And then also, then with the the group that I'm with and the teachers I'm around, like they don't let me just walk out. They just, they just, oh. what, what's, what's wrong with you? Stay here. Like, no, you can do this. Learn it like this. You, you know, that kind of thing. Friends and family and like, just me and my own. Like, I want to dance. I am going to learn how to dance. Mm. I'm gonna make it happen. Like that kind of work. Like the, the more, just stay working. I think that's why forever you just have to be in learning mode, like, and that gives you the confidence and people will recognise that you put the work in and then all the other opportunities will, will just naturally just appear and you're like, oh, I'm done a minute, I must have been doing something, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, so it's, it's that, work, work and time. Survival um,
2: as a freelancer. Talk about the reality <laughs> of, um, yeah. of a freelance dance artist. Yeah, from funding, from funding (laughs) to like creating work, to um to working in the Bollywood space or like to working in yeah yeah talk about that.
0: So for me, I think I have like obviously for me because I do the community arts producing stuff. That's I've always had that as a part time role. So that's kind of been the the keeps me afloat, and everything else becomes. The, the other stuff so then if I'm worried about the freelance stuff not happening and obviously the part-time thing is still on a freelance basis but that's the consistent thing that comes in so it becomes less daunting whereas I can imagine if I was a full-time performing artist or teacher or something like that then whoa I, I don't know how it works like I can't even you know and I think with that you, you're, you'd you be more heavy on the performance you have to really put yourself forward for auditions and stuff like that and that's just not a world that I know um, also because I can't pick up quickly so um but that's not a world I know and I can imagine that is 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 hard very hard and daunting but you know like there are people that make it work but for me the way that I've made it work is because the community arts fits in my life I have that side of it as well and that's become a large part of what I do and that has taught me so much in terms of the work that I do and how I deliver and stuff like that so yeah so I don't think I can answer that in a dancey dancey pure dancey way because you can answer
2: it from an artistic perspective from having to do funding applications which can be quite daunting but or even just working as a freelancer because you do work contract to contract it's just hard it's hard and
0: it's um (laughs) it's just hard
2: that's it you guys it's
0: hard hard and it's tiring and you you know like i'm and even like i'm not complaining no not complaining but i've been mad busy like recently (laughs) and in the like it's been seven days seven day weeks for like the last month and the next couple of months and I'm today as well, I was feeling like, oh, gosh, can I survive? Can I do this? Can I not do this? And it's hard. Like, it's not easy. And then also trying to maintain, like, well, I know one of your questions is the, the personal relationship while you're striving for continuous work. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I do not have any answer to that. Like, I don't know how to be a normal person and try and do what we do with all the passion that we do it and all the yeah. the ideas that we want to share and then all the, all of these things that we're trying to do. And also be normal. Like, it's hard. and it's hard. Like, I don't, I don't know
2: what else to say. It's hard. I'm always intrigued when people teach and move a specific way, why they continue to and they they experiment or they, they don't experiment and things like that. I think I asked you this when we were doing that workshop. Why, why I was like, why is it that you move so pretty and prim and proper? Like, why not get grimy and gritty, or like throw some shit away and do things like that? This is
0: just the way that I've been trained, right? Like that's just. The way... <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. No, I know <laughs> no, it's just you were like, it's I've been trained. <laughs> no,
0: it's true, be trained also. We spoke about it last time about that. Like you're scared to break that, right? Like well, I, yeah. well I'm scared to break that because you like again, with you just said that also about not fitting all the rest of it. I need to, you need to match, I need to, you know, I need to be perfect, I need to do all of these things and that becomes part of your, just part of the way that you move, I guess, right? And even like things like, obviously, I don't know if you've seen it or did you move, but she's proper like, yeah. bends and, uses so much chest and like, like before i was like I, I always get told you dance like stick i just thought I dancing like stick because i want to allow my body to do those things whereas now i'm yeah. getting better that, that you know i can do a bit more bends i'm still not there fully but like i do a bit more of that and i can feel how much nicer it is to breathe in your movement like so i see i get what you're saying in, in that space like um to break into the movement, to be free in that movement it's liberating, but that takes work as well. It's not something that you just come in and be like, ta I'm ready for it. Like, like <laughs> it's a mental thing, it's a physical thing, it's knowing that you're allowed to do those things. Like, it's, it, There's a, a lot, there's layers definitely for that.
2: How do you describe your voice as an overall artist, would you say? And how, how's, what's your approach to choreography? Because I'm always intrigued in this. It's
0: weird because this is a weird conversation. Like, Am I chore- choreographer? Like, I don't see myself in that way. So don't create group pieces. As a,
2: as a teacher, as a facilitator of movement, how about that? As a facilitator
0: of movement. I they I kind of mentioned the whole thing about I see you, like, that's just the way that I work. Like, as uncle okay. says, feeling first, intention over everything. Legit, that's, that's really important to me. And re- like, you've got a good beat. I'm there. Whatever it is, then I can let loose
2: a little bit, you know. Do you, um, do you teach in counts or do you teach in like sounds? Do you teach like ga 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 doo da 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 da? I sing.
0: I try to sing. I can't sing
2: Detailer. for anyone,
0: but I sing along. I'm like, yeah, one and two, and then sing this. I'll sing the song because people people know yeah. the songs, right? So sometimes it helps. I don't need the music. I can slow down the song. i will sing. Yeah, counts comes when I'm teaching, small well, teaching. <laughs> when I'm trying to break it down, that's when yeah. the counts come. When we're practicing, i like, I'm singing the song, and yeah, they always laugh at me. Um, but it helps, so I sing. So I'm guessing it's the feeling thing, it's the music, the feeling, intention, and um, seeing people like really giving people a safe space to dance and to access dance. Then. Yeah,
2: enjoy it. Well, we've got three more questions before we move into a little bit of games and we're going to answer them within five minutes. Okay, so I get you nice and cosy and not me and you in bed, but you in your own bed and <laughs> me <in> bed. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about digital space, your thoughts on it, pros and cons. We're going to talk about surviving as an artist and balancing relationship. And also, if you didn't have the, the support of your bubble, would you be continuing to do what you do? And then the third is my favorite topic. And I feel like we should talk about it, brush up on it, not get ourselves into trouble. How do you deal with the mannerisms and the politics of the, the South Asian and Bollywood in particular and still continue to function proactively and not suffer out the consequences of things? I think you can understand my subliminal messaging in there.
0: Digital spaces means that you reach a wider audience, right? And on that same level, the inclusion and access, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff, even though it obviously excludes a lot of people, what I've noticed is that we then, a lot of organisations are now working with those community groups to say, how do we get you online? How can I set up your tablet so you can access that Zoom? How can I, you know, get those people into a space where they can access online spaces and actually, that's a good thing because that means they can then call up people that they maybe haven't called up in a while or use the internet for certain other things. So, actually, I think it's a uh, there's secret hidden, um, uh, there's good things, it's definitely, there's amazing things about your wider audience, international reach, and you're getting people that weren't online before learning how to use online spaces and able to watch dance or do things that they never used to do before, maybe not come out of the house and then have to do it online. Like, um, so, yeah, in person is beautiful, obviously. i um, yeah. all about that. Okay, so the first one was. Working on maintaining relationships whilst doing the whole freelance dance thing,
2: yeah, yeah. So it doesn't need to be just love relationships, but like family and friends. how How is the boyfriend, by the way?
0: Oh, um, yeah, he's invisible. I can't get to him. Um, I'm sure he'll appear one day. I'm waiting.
2: (laughs) Imagine if you meet your boyfriend on set, maybe. Who knows? Who knows?
0: I'll tell you the fairy tale when
2: it happens. Okay,
0: um. I, yeah, like I was saying before, it's, hot. it's just, it's, I don't even know how to do that stuff, but um, scheduling, I feel like scheduling has become my best friend in this last month, like, right, I'm free on a Friday at this time, who else to free, let's try and beat up, um, and also my, like, my friends are really, like, they get it, like, they, they know that I, there's moments when I'm, like, not doing anything, I'm like, oh, what's going on, I'm scared about my life, no. and, um, and then when I get busy, they're like, come on, free this or the last time like you know like you remember you know this is good celebrate and yeah. they'll know that i'm away for a reason because i'm working yeah. and i'm and that kind of thing and same with my family like as hard as it is it's like they get it like they do get it they, they sometimes they get confused but the right people get it and that's that's what's important so um
2: um most of your family or friends in the industry are not really at all like most of your no. close groups no no Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then the second part of that question is, if you um, if you didn't have all of that, would you still be doing what you're doing today? I
0: feel like I can kind of because obviously before when that maybe that support necessarily wasn't there or like understanding wasn't there all that kind of stuff. I remember being like wanting, knowing that I want to do certain things, physically feeling the pain of not doing it, yeah. But then doing everything else, so I can imagine if I didn't have the support and didn't have all those things, I would intuitively I'd know that this is not who I'm meant to be. But because yeah. the situation is, my confidence isn't there, or I didn't have people to push me at the right time, whatever. Because I know that I'm—I'm I'm not me because of me. I'm me because yeah. of me and everybody else around me. Like it's—you're never just there on your own, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I wouldn't—I I wouldn't be who I am. But maybe 10, 15, 20 extra years on, I've realized and maybe have worked into a way of doing it. You know, might have taken me even longer. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't. But I would know that I need to shift, and that would grate me for many years. And hopefully one day i
2: would work it out. Yeah. Cool. And then the last question is the maneuverisms, the politics of the industries, the hierarchy, the, you know, all of the, how do you deal with that?
0: Boundaries, legit. I think
2: I think. you need to teach me that because I, I'm very, like, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I like to ask a lot of questions. And
0: I hear you. It's hard. It's hard. And it did actually take some time to like find the right spacing for me and even what I wanted to do and being able to share that and for someone to hear that and receive it. Like it's a journey. But also when you know, like that's why boundaries are so important because when you know, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is not what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I remember even at the get-go when I obviously first time met Nalika and stuff like that, I was like, listen, this is not my vibe. I don't like doing this stuff. From the beginning, before I even went to a first class with a rehearsal or anything, it's you already knew that. Like I already knew that this is, even before I'd even start my journey in gutting, I already knew that certain things weren't for me. I wouldn't fit in those spaces and certain things were. And I feel like, yeah, ba- that boundaries, genuinely boundaries. And in that way, like I can do the job, but also not be like owned by the job, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or like, you know, yeah, it doesn't hold me. It's like, it's part of me and I'm happy to be there. And that's part of me. And then this is also part of me. And that's also part of me. And this is part of me. So I like, am this whole person and people act but... as parts of me yeah so you each get, each get sections this is my boundaries with you this is my boundaries with you
1: all yeah. right well this brings us
2: to some games now are you ready to play some games oh gosh this is, yes. these sections of games are divided into t- t- specific sections and the games are called Super
1: child, play with Rye! The
2: first section of this game situation is If I Were. So I will say, like, if you were a colour, what would you be? And you'll be like, magenta, I don't know. But that's not your colour. Do you know what I mean? Are you ready to play If I Were? <clears throat> I'm gonna be really bad at this, I just know. It. No, you have to, this is rapid pie round, okay? If Five. you were a movie, what would be the title of your movie? Go. Dreams Fulfilled. <laughs> what would be the title song? Four, three, two, one, sing it. Dream girl, dream girl. <laughs> what would be the hook dance step? Because you know, like every every movie now has a hook dance step.
0: Four, six, uh, seven, eight. I don't like hooks, so I shall not do a hook. It's a journey. The dance is the journey. We shall not do a hook step.
2: Are you sure it's not going to have this in there? No, <laughs> it shall not have that. <laughs> okay. Um, what would the plot
0: line be? I want to add animals in it. I thought like I'm going to have a chipmunk. Okay. And Tell me the plot a, line. Go. The plot line is that this chipmunk wants to get the, the big nut at the top mm. of the mountain. That chipmunk works hard, but it's surrounded by bears. And the bears won't allow the chipmunk to grow. But damn, that chipmunk climbs the mountain. And he's standing up and life is good. Who
2: <laughs> <laughs> would star as the voiceover or the actual animation?
0: Who You could do a chipmunk voice. I feel like you'd suit oh, okay. that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I don't know whether that's a compliment or you're saying... I look a like a chipmunk. You're the brave okay. chipmunk. I'm loving it
2: if you did you produce this movie i'm gonna take this and take you to court because you okay, said that yeah. i would be <laughs> no. I would okay cool but anybody else starring in this because there's other situations in here yeah. a don't, need,
0: <laughs> don't need no big names we'll just get the talent we'll just get the real talent involved
2: okay okay cool all right if you were a drink what would you be go chai I, okay. I, uh,
0: I was gonna say uh no, I was going to say chai. Yeah, I was going to say chai. But I was like, try not to say chai because it's chai with rice and it's cheesy. It's man. If you were It's holiday man. Des-
2: if you were a holiday destination, what would you be?
0: Cuba. Rum.
2: Oh, oh. If you were a clothing item, what would you be?
0: A, ro- a roll neck. Jumper. Oh.
2: If you were a food, what would you be? Chinese. Fruit. A peach. If you were a dessert, what would you be? A chocolate chip. Slice. Cake. Ooh. Nice, nice, nice. If you were a plant, what well, plant you would be? Cactus.
0: Oh.
2: If you were a color, what would you be? Orange. Most overrated and underrated. I'm going to give you five genres, and you have to rate them from top to bottom. Okay, top being the highest, bottom being well bottom. Are you ready? Your dance selves are Kathak, Garba, angra. Bollywood and dance hall. I tried to make this very specific for you. Are you ready? No. I can't. Let's let's start with the ball. Stop. Let's start with Stop. the, ball. the,
1: the let's,
2: Come on. Let's Stop. start with the ball. This is not disrespect, but it has to be done. It has to be done. Who's at the bottom? Who's at the what style is at the bottom?
1: Listen, you should be <laughs> grateful. Not I not didn't do dance. i do not
0: do it? Come on, just give me a no. style at the ball. Just give no. me a style. It just means. So this I, is not in terms of no. Come on. In terms of, come on. I can't. The you end- have to. Gun to your head, man. It's in terms of my favourites, not in terms of the. Oh, I can justify everything now. <laughs> it's not gonna work.
2: It's the rapid um, fire round for crying out loud. I can't.
0: I can't. You put go by dance or what are you. You just can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm the my flipping child. All right. Best and worst advice given and taken. Okay. So the best... gut is not for you. You <laughs> um, Is the best advice. No, that's... And that leads into... Uh, the best advice is dance for your body. Uh,
2: yeah. Dance on your yeah. body.
0: Yeah. 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 And yeah. then the worst advice, do it because black... Do it because they will you know... They will like it. Does that make sense? Because, you know, that will will work for them. Well, I don't give bad advice. To be honest, I don't give advice. Like, I try not to give advice. I'm that person I'm friends with. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'll say something like, no, no, but no, no, no. Like, I'll just backtrack everything. Because you don't know life, man. We don't know. I don't really understand.
2: Very true. Very, very true. Okay, cool. Best and worst project you have ever worked on. I'm gonna try and get you in a little bit of trouble because I have to. And I, I, just,
0: I just I'm
2: so, I'm I so sorry. You. I just have I to. I, just,
0: I shall I, get my stuff. Okay. <laughs> yes.
2: Best best and worst person you've ever worked
0: with. Just come on now. Like no. <laughs> you are the best. And I can the worst. be
1: the worst. I can <laughs> be both I'm I giving
0: can, you everything. Who's
1: the no, but you have Urja. You've worked with Urja, freaking
2: Urja. She's great, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah.
0: So, wouldn't she be in the best? You could say one of the best. But like every person has moments of being their best, you know. Like, some pa- is- I learn amazing things from everyone.
2: Do you know there's a popular song in Devdas called Mar which I would like to be right now
0: because of all of these answers.
2: Um, best <laughs> piece of dance you have
0: ever watched. Well, the the best slash best at the time um or perception um, yeah. <laughs> best was i and this is what made me want to do cutback actually properly was um it was it was dance plus and there was a girl called shomita i think and she did this okay. piece, she did the piece there was a duet but she did a solo piece and i remember being like oh my gosh i want to be her um worst i've seen many bad okay to <laughs> <Ma>, <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the
2: worst choreographies for you. Wow. No, as in the reference. Wow. wow. See, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen who do not identify as such as well, that is what out of context. Don't trust to take
0: it out of context.
2: Out of context. <laughs> best, I think, like this, you should answer because I've taught many best and worst choreography you have ever taught.
0: I really like. um I did a, what song was that? Naughty Boy did a song. Oh, the contemporary version that I, uh. I can't remember the name. It was this nice little slow piece, but that one, I really enjoyed that piece. The worst? Gosh, there's many. There's many. Um,
2: Care to mention any?
0: I'm trying to remember the names of, I did Ramta Jogi once and I just really didn't like my Ramta Jogi. And I was like, you know, it's such a good track, but I felt like I let it down. So that was sad times for me.
1: I am so sorry to interrupt again, but we were just doing the section which is called Sip a Chai and Play with Rai. And in the game sections of the show, there are some segments which are visuals, so it would not have made sense on podcast form. So if you would like to watch any of the visuals <laughs> or the video, simply go to YouTube and just type in Chai with Rai to find the relevant episode. Also, I will link everything in the bio or the description below. But without further ado, let's get back to the end of the show.
2: Priyanka, what were, and I love your kaftan situation, by the way. I'm really Thank for it. Um, what words of mir- uh, wisdom would you give to your mirror self today? If you looked in the mirror today,
1: what words of wisdom would you give to yourself?
0: Oh, my gosh. I would, today, I would say breathe. Just five, just five, ten, not even five minutes. Ten seconds. Breathe. Stop okay. and breathe. Yes. Important
2: got important to yeah. um, Peaks and valleys is a question I ask every guest, which is um, a peak is a high point of your personal professional life. You don't need to go into detail, but you can always just give me a retrospect. What was it? What lesson you learned from it? A valley is a low point of your personal professional life. Again, you don't need to go into the detail. You can give me a year or context. What was it and what lesson you learned from it? So go. Both the peak
0: and the valley happened in this last eight months because it's going yeah. to madness right? So the the valley was me legit stopping all of this stuff, saying, no, I'm done. It's too hard. It doesn't make sense. It's not working. rare, All of those things on every single level, community arts teach all of it, done. And that was, that literally, I've never, like, you know when you had heartbreak? It felt like heartbreak. Like, legit, I had to really convince my life. It was horrible. So that was a valley, uh, as in the low thing. And then the peak. What did you do? What <clears throat> did you learn from that though? You know, again, of any hardship, the teacher's resilience, right? You either fail, yeah. even, no, you don't fail, you never fail. You either stop or you become stronger. And the way that I got out of that was I went into it. Like I really was like practicalities. Like I was making moves, practical moves to cut everything. And, and that, was break, like, to, to exp- that was breaking me. Um, yeah, it was deep. And then, and that went on for months, like for months. And then something just, so my, my teacher said something and it just hit me at the right time. In the right way, and it just woke me woke me up. And ever since then, it was.
1: Uh, Did she it say It's not for you. You're for fucker. She didn't.
0: She didn't. She could have. It would have worked. It would have I'm worked. Um, but she didn't. No, she didn't. She's. <laughs> what she said? Don't let. She basically, shout shouted. She's like, why, why does it take you lot so long to decide what you want to do? Basically saying you know what you want to do, and then she went into. It and she then said, "Don't let the the outside storm. Don't let the storm outside settle in your soul." And that's what I'd done. All this noise that was going on, and all the crap, and all the oh my god, I'm not doing this. And I, it came inside, and I accepted it, and I said, "All right, cool, I'm changing." But if I didn't let it go into me, if I stood out right. of it, and when you're at home and you're isolated, you let those things come in. You're when you're not with people outside of your home friends or whatever that let you lift it out. So it went inside me, and then I made all these crazy decisions. Um, so, yeah, then it just woke me up. I said, I've already know, I know what I want to do. I've been doing it. And now I just focus down even harder, work even harder. And then I was, that's when I started applying to everything and everyone. Yeah, and then the peak was obviously applying to 10,000 places and also not getting all of them. But having that focus and then this this recent amazing shift that's been happening, I think that's because of the, all the application and the dedication and the, the realignment, the refocus on this is what I want to do. This is my bounce, This is this. I know what I wanted to do. I don't need to start doing another career in banking or this kind of thing. Yeah. I know what I want to do. Work harder at it, right? Build on it, um, and yeah, and then obviously the peaks has been getting new roles and getting new things and being recognised and stuff like that. Like that's been it's been nice.
1: What's your favourite part
2: of the job? What does mm-hmm. the future hold? And you know, sometimes for artists, there's like when I get this, I will feel complete. Like that give. And I always say it's like, what is the give for the job? Is it like when we'll get a featured role in a movie or is it like when we've cured the world through the arts and we're considered or when we're accepted for who we are? So like, what?
0: um... Okay, I'm gonna start with the future thing because I've got it in my head. Um, All right. The the give, the future thing for me is like, I I can't wait for the day it will happen. The day when I'm, oh, there's another one that's coming to my head, there's many um so the first one that came was that I really want to set up a program like a dance and well a well a dance and well-being program that can be given to different community spaces but is is backed by like ex- evidence and s- science or just experiences like valid stuff that you can go to and be like listen this is a this is a program that works for this reason for that reason for this group for that group and let's so it becomes more of a valid way to give otherwise you're just kind of as freelance we're here there, everywhere do this thing, we can do, dancing, we can do that. I want a set thing a legit thing uh that can be given to spaces so that dance and what dance becomes a tool for well-being for everybody and then I'd love to take it internationally I'd love to take it to India to the villages to everywhere um I'd love to take it everywhere my favorite part of the job is just having dance like having it as, as as the thing it's not like, oh, like the te- it's not specific it's just that like the thing is the dance right so the thing just having like if i'm teaching i'm preparing so i'm creating i've got the music on i'm dancing i get to do that like that's a blessing to to know that my preparation time is dancing around not dancing is dancing yeah. it's a beautiful thing you know the fact that my that my work is training on a you know like it just that's a That's the favourite part of it, is that these opportunities, these work opportunities give me space and time to dance and not feel bad about it.
1: Well, everyone, that brings us to an end, and I hope you enjoyed that. I want to say a massive thank you to the guest for their time. Again, to mention, Chai with Rye is a pre-recorded live show. So to watch any of the videos from the show, simply go to YouTube and type in Chai with Rye to find the relevant episode. All of the information about the guest, myself, and the show will be listed in the bio. Make sure to follow, share, comment, and subscribe. Show us all some love, because isn't that what we want at the end of the day, some love? Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow and the people that are on here. Thank you again. And as I always say, breathe in, breathe out. Now must go. Which means now I must go. I own that that is copyrighted and I will sue. <laughs> Joking. Have a great one. And stay curious. Till next time.